0: Our readings today give us a very important insight to Christianity, that is, the Christian life is supposed to be a two-way street between us and God, a dialogue, and we see that reflected somewhat in our Mass, do we not? You notice there's a constant dialogue going on? The Lord be with you and with your spirit. Lift up your hearts, we lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. The body of Christ. Amen. Throughout the whole Mass, notice the dialogue. Two way us and God. Might seem like our conversation is often one way, huh? That we're kind of speaking to God and God's not kind of returning the favour. Might seem like that sometimes, but the truth is that God is constantly speaking to us in all kinds of ways through people and through circumstances, through nature and beauty, in the stillness of our hearts, and in a special way through the scriptures, through the word of God, and in a particular way, the words of Jesus, who, of course, is the word of God made flesh. The key message of our first reading today is that it's in God's word to us that we access his power. We hear it through the prophet Isaiah. Huh? As the rain and the snow come down from the heavens and do not return without watering the earth, making it yield and give growth, so the word that goes from my mouth does not return to me empty without carrying out my will and succeeding in what it was sent to do. In other words, God's word is inherently potent. His words affect our reality. God speaks and stuff happens. And the most obvious example of this is in the beginning of the Bible, right, in the book of Genesis. God speaks and creation happens. God's word communicates his grace and his love to us. And it's in that grace that we find healing and wisdom and peace and hope. And and ultimately, we find the power that saves our souls. God communicates that through his word. I found an old book on prayer recently. I was having a little read through it and I saw this beautiful quote. It said, That God talks to us at at a level in ourselves that we cannot reach. An inner dimension that we did not know we possessed until God declared himself in it. God's word unlocks life in us that we didn't even know existed. It gets deep down. The readings today... Remind us that God's word is not only powerful, but it is also plentiful. We've got this beautiful image in the gospel, huh? Of a sower going out to sow seed. And the seed, of course, represents God's word. And did you notice that when he's sowing the seed, it's flying everywhere? It's going into the bushes and into the thorns and it's falling on the path there's a, a kind of, it seems quite clear that the, um, the sower is unreasonably generous, right? The seed is plentiful. It's flying all over the place. In other words, God is not selective with who he speaks to. His word is constant and generous to all of us. In the book of Hebrews, it talks about the word of God as being living and active. You know, there have been so many times where I've I've experienced God speaking to me in different ways through the same passage. Have you ever had that? You read it, and you know, you feel like God's saying something to you, and then another time you read it again and God's saying something to you different. There, there is no limit to the grace and the life that we can access through God's word. God is abundant, generous to all. Through His Word. In recent years, there have been um, a number of times where I've, I've I've received a word from God in in some way, and I've had the the grace to be able to respond to it. Uh, and and um, you know, in those moments, uh, it's by by responding to that word, it's brought so much fruitfulness to my life. You know, I've realised how how um, how powerful it is when we pick up the word that God is is putting down. I've come to realise that I'm much more creative and effective and fruitful when I'm open to what God is saying to me. One word from God is more powerful than weeks or months of working hard, right? God knows exactly what we need when we need it. Recently I've been um, sensing God in a particular way inviting me to create more space, to to, to listen for his word, which, which for me feels quite counterintuitive because my tendency is to work hard to make things happen and I can do that pretty well. But my sense is God saying, like, take the foot off the accelerator a bit. Wait for my word because that's where you'll be truly fruitful like next-level fruitful, fruitful in ways that you can't just by working hard, by using your own brilliance. I know that there's a truth in that. I feel God calling me, but I, at the same time, there's a tension within me because I'm so used to doing this other way, life this other way, <laughs> working hard, right, pushing. God's Word is abundant towards us always. Always. The problem is on our side. The problem is um, we're not always open to God's word. Sometimes, like, I find we can be just too busy trying to work life out on our own, right? Taking the reins of our own life. Or we might be open to God's word. We we might, um, you know, even listen to lots of homilies and talks and, you know, be quite hungry... But as Jesus goes on to say in the parable, when life gets a bit busy or when challenges come, we sort of forget God's word. We we put it to the side. We we don't really trust in it as much as we trust in ourselves. Whatever the case, the message of the gospel today is that the seed keeps coming. God's word keeps coming. God is faithful. He will keep coming. He will keep speaking to us. You could say that God is a bit foolish with his word. He keeps giving it because that's, that's the heart of God, relentlessly lavish to all of us. If you want this word, this seed from God to, to land in your heart and take effect in your life, your job is, is to become good soil. And to become good soil means receiving and responding to God's word. See, to receive God's word, the condition is that we have a heart that is humble and hungry. And a good spiritual life if we're really engaging in our spiritual life, if we're praying, then um, that will soften our heart. It'll, it'll open us up to God's Word. It'll make us more hungry, more docile, more desperate for God's Word. I was reading uh, this week a, a, a passage from St. Ambrose uh, who had a great love uh, for the Scriptures. and um, Here's what he said. He said, Let the door open to him when he comes, open your soul, throw your inmost mind open so that it may see the riches of simplicity, the treasures of peace, the sweetness of grace. Open your heart, meet the sun of eternal light that enlightens every person. Then he says, that light truly shines on all. Just like the seed goes out to everyone. That light truly shines on all, but... If anyone has closed his windows, he will rob himself of the eternal light. Although Christ is able to enter, he does not wish to rush the uninvited. He does not wish to force the reluctant. God has so much to give us, but he will not force himself in. It reminds me of that image in the last book of the Bible, Revelation. The image of Christ, he's standing at the door and he's knocking standing at the door of our hearts, of course, waiting to speak to us, waiting for us to to be open to what he has to say. So we have to be hungry and humble and open to God's word. But to be truly open to God's word means we also need to respond to it. You see, God's word is so powerful It will always, if we receive it, if we're truly receiving it, it will always prompt us in some way to to make a response. Maybe to repent or to amend our lives or to commit to following Jesus more closely. If we're really open to God's word, we can't help but want to respond to it. It's impossible to receive God's word and not want to change in some way, to respond to what God is speaking to us. Impossible. Impossible. We need to receive God's word, and we need to respond to it. And and, and if, if we want to do those two things, we, we, we also need a practice. We need some way of engaging with God's word. And today in the bulletin, we've, uh, in the insert, we've provided you two ways that um, you can... Engage two practices that will help you to engage with with God's word. And I want to run you through very briefly now a third way that you can um, pray with the word of God. We're not just going to talk about theology and spirituality today, we're going to actually practice it together. We're going to practice now uh, imaginative prayer, which was popularised by uh, St Ignatius of Loyola. Uh, and the idea is to use our imagination to enter into one of the scenes of the gospel and to relive it, to experience it with all of our senses. And Ignatius would say that as we do that, God speaks to us more personally, that the message of the scripture um, can, can impact us more deeply, it sort of gets into us as we use our imagination to, to enter into that, that passage, that, that scene uh, in the scriptures. So I'm going to give you uh, just a, a, an express version right of imaginative prayer using our gospel from today if you're comfortable I invite you uh, to close your eyes and usually when uh, we're beginning prayer it's good to uh, just spend a, a bit of time to prepare ourselves uh, by uh, just getting in touch b- being present to our body um, You might just notice your feet on the ground, your back against the the chair. Notice any tension in your body. Focus a little bit of time, just, just noticing your breath. The first step of imaginative prayer is to... Imagine yourself as one of the characters in the passage that you were reflecting on. And, and in our passage today, um, there's only really the sower. But you could also imagine yourself as one of the seeds, or even one of the different types of soil. But in this example today, I want you to imagine yourself as the sower, who, of course, is Christ. Christ is the sower. Yeah? Imagine yourself as the sower. The second step is to visualize the scene vividly in your mind. I want you to imagine a field that has been prepared for planting. You might notice the little trenches in the soil that are just waiting for the seed. What else do you see? What do you hear? Maybe there are some animals around, maybe there are some people. What do you smell there in that field? Now imagine yourself going out to sow. You're carrying this big, heavy bag of seed. What does it feel like to carry that bag? Now you start sowing the seed. I want you to notice that you're not very careful. The seeds are, are are going all over the place. You're very lavish. You're very generous. You're not counting the seeds. You're just, you're just throwing them out all over the place. Look around and, and notice how the ground is literally covered with seeds. Even some have fallen in into the, the bushes and onto the path. But you're not really worried about that. The next step is to enter into the thoughts and the emotions of the character. I want you to feel the excitement, feel the anticipation of the sower as you scatter those seeds. Notice your desire for all of those seeds to grow big and strong. You have no favorite seeds. You want all of them to flourish and you're excited for all of them. The next step is to open your heart to receive whatever message God might be revealing to you through this little um, moment. What does the sower reveal to you about God? About how God sees you? About what God wants for you? You might just talk about that with God. You might share your thoughts and your feelings about that with God. Just spend some time listening to the Lord. The next step is to uh, ask God how you should respond to his word to you today. How should you respond to what he's helped you to see? And then ask for the grace to to respond generously, to respond faithfully, even when life gets busy, when the challenges come. And finally, we close our prayer by expressing gratitude to God for his presence and, and for the insights that he shared with you. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes. So as I was saying, that was a very express version. right? Normally you, you, you spend some more time lingering. But I hope that's just giving you another, um, another way of engaging with God's word so that God's word can get into you more deeply. Last year, uh, I had a little accident in the snow. I popped out my shoulder. and um, So I went to the physio. And uh, as physios normally do, he gave me all these exercises, right? Now, normally when physios give me exercises, I'm I'm a little bit kind of, you know, forgetful, right? (laughs) But I was really diligent with these exercises because I wanted to get back to the snow this year, right? And you wouldn't believe what happened. My shoulder came good. (laughs) I did the exercises and they worked. I want to suggest that the same is absolutely true with spiritual practices, Right. When we regularly engage with God's word with a humble and a hungry heart and when we do our best to respond to it, we will realise that what Jesus is saying today is true. God's word does yield great rewards. It brings abundant fruit to our lives. It truly affects our reality. Hello, Father Dan here. If this homily has been helpful, there are a few things I'd love for you to do. Firstly, subscribe to this podcast or share this episode with someone who might find it helpful. And consider also helping us to expand our mission and reach out to more people by donating at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash donate or you can click on the link in the podcast description. Thanks so much for joining us and have a blessed week.